International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiacos, I say, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Gate 7 International back. Special Ethnic E Omada edition. The Ethnic E just cleaned up its first two games of the UEFA Nations League break. Two wins, one against Northern Ireland, one against today, against Kosovo. Sorry, guys, I wasn't around for the first game. I was in Denver at a business conference, but I'm happy that they won. We're starting off 2 nothing, a little bit better than our our previous Nations League outing. Uh, good stuff. Lambro, how are you feeling today, buddy? Yeah, doing good. The The game today was really enjoyable. i not going to lie, I didn't watch the North Island one. And I just didn't have time. It's like a really busy period right now. As everyone knows, I know a lot of uh, the younger Greek listeners are taking their exams. Good luck with that. Good strength to all of them, um, especially if you're doing the entrance exams for university. Um, good luck. Um, so, yeah, tonight was was quite good. Um, I thought the lineup was quite good from the start. Um, yeah, I don't know where we want to start exactly. Um, the lineup came out. I think the typical black back line came out. It was Vlachodimos. George Baldock got the start, which was interesting. Um, he was a bit rusty to start, but I think he got into the game after a while. Um, and then, of course, you have who the central back, Mavropanos, Hatiadiakos in the back, and then Chimikas, of course, in the midfield. Uh, Madalos with Kurbelis. Ahead of them, you had Bacasetas, and then on the wings, Limnios and Masuras, and up top, Yakumaki. So, strong Greek national team, a more attacking team than we saw in Belfast, I would say, with uh, Mandalos playing a bit deeper. Um, yeah, a good start, a good start. I, I thought the first 15 to 20 minutes were a bit hectic. Their crowd was pretty strong. They booed the national anthem, which was a bit of a shame. It's like, is that necessary? It's always sad to see, like, they were whistling the national anthem so hard. It was it was a bit of a shame. But anyway, they, their players obviously came out pretty hot, 10, 15 minutes, died down. Um, I thought we did pretty well, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know, Adi. You can take it over I'm, I'm, while I collect my thoughts on the game. Yeah, look, listen, uh, I know there's a lot of people that were complaining about how poor we were offensively in the Northern Ireland game. Uh, we, that's something that we complain about with this national team a lot, but for me, it was pretty simple and it's, we need the results. I don't give a shit what happens. I don't care how good we look. This, this national team just needs to win something. So look guys, I don't care. I don't care if we, you know, aren't possessing well, I want, I want to win. I'm done with the experience, the experiments. We're not building a new, we gave that a JVS a chance to build something new. It didn't work. It's time to win something, and and this is what this is it. We're winning, and you know what? I I have a lot of I've had a lot of negative things to say about Bacasetas, but right now he's the one scoring goals. <laughs> so yeah. you know what? I don't. Regardless of whether or not this is sustainable, and we're going to get into some of that in a little bit. This is the important part: is getting yeah. these results. Two great results, two wins. I don't care how ugly it is. We got them. It's a great start. We need to win this group. It would be nice if we can go 6-0-0. I don't care if we're undefeated, if we're getting like four draws. That's not what I want to see. I yeah. want to see the wins. I want to see things tighten up. So that's what I, I want to see. And so far, I'm happy about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If As long as the coach is embracing the fact that we're ugly, fine. Embrace it. Shore up this defense. Get us behind the ball. And that's what I want to see. Yeah. But, and to yeah. be honest, Adi, I thought you went on the Bacasetas, which I know you're not a huge fan of. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, too. Specifically going back to his time in Greece, like um, when he was playing for Ike and Panionios, I thought he was really, he had a great left foot. His free kicks were excellent. His long shots were good. But I just never felt that from Bacasetas and with the Greek national team. I, I, don't, I don't know what the hell that is. 
anyway with <laughs> anyway with uh ooh, I pressed the wrong button anyway with Bacasetas going on um yeah I never felt he was that great I didn't get the leadership capabilities um but he's really turned it around I don't know if he turned it around he scored two goals tonight um played decent um I don't know I, I I'm still not completely sold on the guy as like a big time player blah 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 but like you said, the strikers are useless, man, for, for the national team. Yakumakis was a bit poor tonight. Uh, Pavlidis, I think, did really good on the red card of the goalkeeper. Did well there, decent pace. But you just need someone to score. So if he's got the goals in him, it doesn't matter if his creativity is not as good. Whatever. I, I, I think we just have to learn to live with the guy and his downfalls because he's the guy who's leading the team and is going to score. I'm sure there's going to be moments of complaining about him or saying he's not great. But yeah. fuck it, but it, man. Like, we just need to, like you said, we just need to win, goddammit. He scores goals and fuck it. Like, he can be shit. He can be the worst 10 I've ever seen, passing the ball backwards all the time. But goddammit, exactly. he scores one goal. And as much as I hate shitty international football, this is one thing why I struggle to watch the national team because I hate international football. It's terrible. A lot of times if you score a goal, you're just going to win. In international football, because there's no, yep. there's no gel with the players. They they come in to play each other, like play with each other for two weeks, and it's like fuck it. Like whenever, <laughs> it's just like you, the first person to score a goal takes the ball home and wins. It's like pickup, and it's especially true when you're in these shitty levels like Kosovo, Northern Ireland, Cyprus. Like these teams are so shit. It's like whoever gets the ball in in the goal is like is gonna win because. They don't know how to play fucking football. They're shit. So, yeah, he scores the goals. So that's all we need. We need fucking goals. One goal, two goals. That's it. So I don't know. Yeah. That, no, that's listen, my man. On it. No, and see, that's the thing. That's the thing with uh, with Bacasetas, right? So we've said before he's a systems guy, right? If you're looking for him to generate your creativity and get the offense forward, the data has shown time and time again he doesn't do that. He'll, this guy will have more back passes than anything else. It's half of his actions are back passes, but that's fine. Where he excels is if he can get some openings, if he can get some space at the tip of the 18 or at the edge of the 18 the, or the penalty box, I should say. That's his sweet spot. Look how dangerous yeah. every shot he has is from there. It'll get him always. It's always yeah. where, like, even with Ike, with Panionios, he always had a good left. Trabzonspor. Yeah, like I guess it, with Trabzonspor now, I don't fucking watch, but I always remember with Ike when Bacetas, it was almost like he was better outside of the box, right outside the eighteen, than he was inside the right. box. If that makes sense, exactly. that seems ridiculous, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, Adi. Like, I almost, I almost think he should be the goddamn striker. Is that, is that a bit too much? Like, I joked about that too. I said he. Might I don't, well I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's, he's the. The other ones are fucking useless. Like, <laughs> Jakob Makis was top scorer in Celtic. The guy takes the ball, and he he tries to control it, and it kills a fan in the stands. It's so bad. Like, it bounces off his foot and kills a little Kosovaran child. Like, blinds him. The guy is, like, the worst first controller I've ever seen. I, I hope he scores, starts scoring at some point. But, like, yeah, God damn. I, I always I always hated him, too. I, <laughs> long-term podcast <laughs> listeners will know i hate him so much but listen we start look, scoring he's not in greece anymore so we can start yeah, scoring we have to give him service though this team doesn't give a striker service and that's the thing you can't uh, look there are some things there are some things you know maybe he could do better with i know uh i disagreed with marcial in our group chat uh against northern ireland he had that header that was uh, the first it was the first chance of the game for us and it was played in by Bacasetas, that cross. And he's kind of like, he's jumping away from the goal and trying to get his head on it. Yeah. Marcial thought that was a chance he should have buried. I disagree. I didn't think that was a great chance for him. Uh, the XG is very low on that. I'm trying well. to think back, Adi, because I watched the highlights too. Is it the one where he was drifting back a bit and trying to yeah, hit it back? And, it right. was hard. It was that's hard. A hard. Yeah, yeah it that's was a, a hard, hard opportunity. Like Cristiano Ronaldo makes that look like an easy opportunity because he's Ronaldo and he's one of the best finishers yeah. around. You know, but uh, Yakumakis, who is probably one of the best typical poachers that we may have on this team currently, that I can't mm -hmm. expect him to finish that. When that's the only chance he gets all game, what's the guy supposed to do? I don't no, think I this current Greek national team can function with a guy like Yakumakis. 
there's a couple of comments here uh, real quick before we move on. Uh, we have Nick Galathakis, uh, give the keys to Poyet. He's at the wheel. Yeah, listen, he's got he's got the Nations League to prove what he can do. Dare uh, yeah. Profidiga, the George was fire. I, I think he meant uh, Baldock. George Baldock was fire. I had Omar vibes. George Gefal lost for yeah. the first time in a long time. A very good game for Greece. Thoroughly impressive. By the way, Baldock should be bought immediately by Libyakos. Eons ahead of useless Lala. And then <laughs> a question here from Garcia. If we finish first, do you think there are chances to win the playoff for the Euro? I don't know why, but I see a final for the spot against Turkey. I just we'll listen, we'll get let's get let's <laughs> cross that bridge when we yeah. get there. That's with the group first. Goddamn, let's, let's relax. Let's pump the goddamn brakes. Um, <laughs> I, I see a scenario where they come back to Volos and there's like 20 people there because they're everyone's on summer vacation and fucking lose against Cyprus and goes. <laughs> I don't know. This team just you never trust them to do the right thing, do you? I, I don't know why. I still have a gut feeling that's gonna be like, fuck, we're gonna go and do it against Cyprus sucks so much. I was watching the highlights, they had it on before the Greece game, Cyprus versus Northern Ireland. Um, the Chunis, what was his name? Chunis of Omonia, who went to America. What was his name? Chunis, something like that. You're asking the wrong person. That's a question. Chunis, whatever. Oh my god, he was he scored like eight goals in his whole career, and it shows. I don't know, maybe he's better for, for Ammonia and Kansas City, but god damn, he was terrible. Ah, <sighs> you know, so I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think they'll do fine though in in uh what's it called in the games with Cyprus. Cyprus is really bad. Um and um what 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 what's the other team again? They're playing Kosovo again. I think they'll be fine. I, I just don't think what is the field like in Volos? Is it is it playable? Is it usable? I, does anyone know? <laughs> how many how many usable why do they choose these shit stadiums like volos why are you playing like in volos the stadium's terror have you ever been up there to see the stadium never i've, I, I've, I've never. driven around it it's horrific man it's terrible <laughs> like when you get off the highway and you're going into volos and you go past it and you're like oh this place looks terrible but anyway i at least the pitch should be good and Maybe I don't know, there man. will be some people there. I've seen some scary pitches in the Dodeganisa roads. Yeah. yeah. Galinos had red sand. Volos is a, a weird a place to get to because it's outside of both big cities. So, it, And it's still like from Athens, what is it, three and a half hours? So if you're you're going to go watch the Greek national team, you're living in Athens like three and a half hours. You're going from Thessaloniki. It'll be another like few hours at least as well. So. The city yeah. of goddamn Volos better all be there or else there's going to be no one in the stand. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, we'll uh, see. Hey, we got a question actually that just came in on Twitter from uh, from Christo K at Christo Katsifis. Uh, question for later. What is your favorite move that Poyet has made in the two games so far? Oh, that's a good question. That is I think starting Baldock took some balls tonight. and It I, did. I yeah, think it did. I liked it. Like, um, Rota is fucking garbage, man. Kotsiras, these guys are terrible. And people are defending them like, Lazarus Rota is one of the worst fullbacks I've ever seen. And it makes sense that he plays for Ike, like the worst defensive <laughs> team in the league. And and Kotsiras is a 30-year-old Greek defender who until a year ago was playing for Asteras. Like, I don't know. Look, but Baldock looks like... Look, Listen, Baldock has experience and physicality that allows him to play at this level. He was still running at 90 minutes. He was still making runs. The run, the interplay yep. he was doing at times was pretty good. Higher level than Lazarus Rota has even dreamed about. So I I, I think George said it. Um, we should be buying Baldock. I agree. I, I, think, I think for a first game in... He doesn't speak Greek. He's in this random group of guys. He barely knows their names. And in in a game, he played quite well. So I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah. I got this is the comment right here from Fetaro. The best move was not letting Tavelas play meaningful minutes. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm all I am all I on know, board even, with uh, that. Who was it? Uh 
one of the center back, I think it was Mavropanos had an injury problem. They were talking, or uh, not injury problem, but they were talking about it on the feed. They said, oh, maybe Zavellas is warming up. And it was like, oh, God, is he really warming up? That's a yeah. real problem. I was listening to Padelis uh, on the show Must Go On on Friday. I was listening to a podcast. And he was saying, Manulas has to, and I know it's controversial. I Here we go, the old Diakos bias, but... Like you need three central defenders, I think, in a national team to be solid because there's going to be suspensions, there's going to be injuries, there's going to yep. be whatnot. I don't think going forward we're going to be in a strong position if our central defenders are. Uh, and I think the first two are great, to be honest. Hatsiadiakos, Hatsiadiakos, I think, and Mavropanos. I think Hatsiadiakos, I think, is ready for a move abroad. He's very good with the ball at his feet. Both of them are very good at the ball with the feet. They can dribble, but I just think the fall off from from to into Tzavelas and Gutas is not good. So I think that that could be a question, but then maybe he needs to play and breaking up this pairing is not good. So I, I, I don't know what to do, but yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And there's actually, there's an interesting comment I want to get here. Cause I think this transitions perfectly into something we wanted to get into as well. Great to see, this is from Dimitris Volanas. Great to see the national team win two games on the bounce. But I would like to see us score more goals as I feel we have trouble scoring more than one to two goals against poor to mid-level opposition. Well, Dimitri, you are 100% right. This team cannot score a lot of goals. It never has. Never will. And I don't think it ever will. And uh, we do actually have some historical data for all of the other appearances we have made against Kosovo. For those of you that aren't aware, under the JVS regime, we played Kosovo four times, twice in Nations League, the last Nations League, and then two more times in the World Cup qualifying campaign. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So we have some data we're going to share with you guys in just a moment. But as we hit the 17-minute mark here, we wanted to remind everybody, we didn't do it at open, but if you haven't done so already, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell at the bottom right hand of the screen. I think that's over here. Yes, I always mess that up. It's right there, yeah. bottom right corner of your screen. Hit the subscribe button. You'll see any time that we go live. We, go. Yeah. we have some really fun stuff coming up, guys. Um, a lot of you have already participated in the voting for the award show. Guys, the voting is was absurd. Uh, Instagram alone was already like yeah. many times over what we like received a, there were over total. a thousand votes and i know Easily. because i was <laughs> counting them and it was and it's not fun but if you want to continue the pain you can still vote for a little while longer I yes believe, right the, Are we still yes that's correct the link is up on facebook and twitter uh if you if you aren't on instagram you can check out twitter and facebook to visit the link there is the 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 Google, the Google Doc that you can go into and fill out the survey there. We haven't calculated any of those ballots yet. So the fact that we got we have what we have, guys, literally, this is gonna be yeah. absurd. Uh we we were counting on this being bigger, but not this big. And yeah. we do have a little bit of a teaser for you guys. Uh, so you can have a little bit of something to excite, get excited about for one of the um one of the questions uh, for the voting. So check it out. And if you haven't voted yet, check after you check out this video, we definitely recommend you should vote. And there, we will be throwing the poll up again on Instagram for a second round of voting for those who missed, but you can still visit the link. Anyway, here's the video to check it out.
τη συμμετοχή του. So there you go, guys. <laughs> that, that last Rayovchuk one, I, I don't know what a what a meme. God. Yep. So there you sure go, everybody. Vote. Please yeah. vote. You got your teaser. This was so far some of the. This is what you guys have voted for so far for goal of the yeah. season. Those are some of the options. Cast your vote in. If you like a different one, throw it in. There's probably other people that agree with you. Uh, we're not. Uh, this is an award show where we pre-select. Think is the best, and you have to pick with what we pre-select. It's you guys. You pick what your favorite is, your MVP, your most improved player, your goal of the season, so on and so forth. Everything is there. Check it out and don't forget to vote. So going back to the uh, the national team, we were about to jump into some historical data about the national team and how it has done against Kosovo. So uh, we're going to bring up some of the data real quick for you guys. So this is in the previous four matches we had against Kosovo in the last, I guess it's three years now, two years. Uh, so you have it right here. This is just the goals for goals against, uh, as was uh, discussed by Dimitri in his comment. Yeah, we don't score more than one or two goals ever against this type of competition. In fact, we didn't score two goals accepted in that very first game, uh, that two to one win in the first nations league game with JVS. Mm -hmm. But this is what it looks like. XG for us is usually low. And unfortunately under JVS more often than not, they generally had plenty of chances at least to get one against us. So this is the data in terms of goals and expected goals. The last couple of times we played against Kosovo. Then here we have some more in-depth offensive stats like possession, pa team pass accuracy, shots, shots on target. And you saw today, I think by the time it was all said and done, our overall possession stats was about 60%. It was 59 or 60%. Yeah. Didn't have too many shots per usual. I think we had about 10 with three on target was the final tally. Um, and as you can see, based on our shot efficiency and our percentages here, it's about the same. You know what I mean? Uh, overall, JVS had more shots overall against Kosovo, but roughly the same amount on target. It's not too much of a difference. Uh, and then we also have some more data with regards to our open play attacks. So this is this is all against Kosovo, guys. We've been all over the place against us. They're a little bit of a, I don't want to say they're a buggy team for us because not like we lose to them very much, but we do draw a lot against them. So getting the win against them today, this is our history against them. We've never been super dominant. So for us to expect that we would be, we'd like to see that. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Look here. Look, it doesn't matter what how we play against them, whether we're beating them like a drum, getting so many attacks, dominating possession. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like when you play against them. The thing that we've always missed is that mentality and that killer instinct or that person that can not just put things away against them, but also not concede. The difference with what we're starting to see with Poyet versus what we saw with JVS JVS did not have a team with a defensive mentality that could hold the lead. We leaked things. We leaked stupid goals. Our defense was quite porous, probably because of the personnel that he picked. This Poyet team isn't like that. And we're going to go into that later on in the show. But this team is a lot more solid defensively so far in these first two games than what we saw on average from JVS. So mm -hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed some of that. We like to put this data together so you guys can get a little bit more of an idea of what's going on. But this is that was it. This is what we're, our comparison is. This is what our our uh, data pool looks like from these other games. This is our reference point. We only have two data points now under Gus Poyet, so this is what we see from this. We have a long way to go before mm -hmm. we can really make a valid opinion about Poyet. But to this point, this is what we're what we're seeing. So just to be clear with everyone about the context, this is this is what we're talking about here, and. In regards to what, you know, I know some people have already messaged me saying, well, you were tough on JVS because uh, you said we didn't play great and he was supposed to. How come you're easy on Poyet after Northern Ireland? The context is different. JVS came in. This was a new look Greek ethnic. -y. This was supposed to be a team he was building to keep, take us out of what we were used to have us playing good ball. And he didn't do it. He was given time, plenty of time. And then he yeah. stuck to the same people in the same strategy. It didn't work. That's it. Gus Poyet has done nothing of the sort. He's he's here to win. 
That's it. He's th- and he hasn't had the team as long as JVS did before this point. He had two friendlies. JVS had friendlies and a couple of qualifying games from the previous dead campaign. So I'm going to give Poyet time, and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to give him the Nations League, see what happens. If he doesn't win this Nations League group, it's also a failure just like it was for JVS. But this is it, guys. Lambert, I don't know how you feel about that, but tell me what you thought when you saw those stats. No, I think uh, I think it's right that he gave uh, – from the start, he gave the intention was to get the results, and all the players have been echoing the same thing. We don't care. We just want the results. I think it's good. I think the added pressure of we need to play nice, Greek players are better than this, they need to play better. I think it's all bullshit. I think you, like I said earlier, international football is not about playing nice. It's not unless you're Spain, Germany, the English, or something like this, You know where your talent level is so big. When you're just a smaller nation, you want the results because – that's how you get to the tournament, and then it's a crapshoot. You throw it together, and you get hot for a week or two. So I think all yeah. of the stuff about um, we need to play better, we need to do this, blah, blah, blah. I think it, I think it put added pressure on the team and and whatnot. So I'm happy he, he's come out and said, this is how we're going to play. We have a good group of kids, great group of guys, and we'll go and give it our all. So. I think that's the right approach because I think there is talent on the team. But the added pressure of saying Greece has always played shit. We want to change that. We want to make it good. There's no need to say all of this stuff. It's like that's the way international football is. I don't know if other people uh, watch these other games like, I don't know, um, Hungary versus blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's a bad example, but like. You know what I mean? Just any team with like Cyprus today with Northern Ireland. It's just about being getting a goal and defending and getting a bit lucky. It's the result. It's uh, that's about it. And uh, yeah, I that's my opinion. It's also about seeing that there is a game plan. You know, what was the thing that we complained about with JVS? What is the game plan? What is it? We don't understand. The defense was, no. is leaking goals. Where? How is the ball getting forward? It was disjointed. We might have a whole bunch of attacks here, but what are we doing? Mm. What is this? Yeah. So tactically, Poyet's, Poyet's version of, of the, the ethnic E might not be on, on the whole as offensive maybe as JVS's was on the whole. But yeah, there cares? is exactly the defense is pretty short up and we, we are seeing we do see a game plan. Is it the best? That's up for discussion. But, but it, right now it's say, gotten two results. Uh, they were playing pretty good once they went down to 10 men as well. I thought yeah, even not even just 10 men, but the second half, I thought Limnios and Baldock, the interplay was decent for guys who yeah. just met each other like last week. So. I don't know. I, I I thought there were moments where they turned it on and it looked like, wow, this is decent football. Even there at the end, um, they were playing around with Kosovo as well. They were just holding the ball from them very easily. This was, again, with 10 men again, but it yep. showed some competence and decision making, which were which were good. And I think having defenders who can play the ball out of the back is very important. Um, and yeah. I listen, I agree with you there, man. Uh, how many times have we seen this national team, even when it has been man up, still play with players behind the ball? Like it's like it's defending yeah. a lead. I, I like seeing that we, we were start. We were still pressing a little bit, even before Kosovo went man down. You know what I mean? I like seeing that players were pressing. I liked his I actually liked his substitutions, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I no, I did were too. That's, that's interesting. You said that because I always hated the JVS subs, but. I wasn't at any point saying, fuck, make this sub. I thought even the subs and what was that first batch of subs where he took Yakumakis off early Siopi. and Siopi. he brought Siopis on. on. I thought it was perfect. He Great sub. He, yeah, he he read the game plan. and I don't know. I, I think it's really early to judge off these things. And this is why we wanted to do an episode tonight instead of a lot of people were giving a shit because we didn't do something Thursday night. But it was one game, you know. Was, even tonight, I'm struggling to kind of put into words what I saw or my thoughts together. I I think at the end of these four games and looking over the footage, looking at more of the data, which we'll be able to look at, we'll have a better idea. But so far, so good. Um, I, I, I like the mentality. I like what I'm hearing from Poet. I well, we'll just we'll, we'll just see. Also, I want to raise this comment because I did earlier. 
Καλή επιτυχία σε όλα τα παιδιά, Γιώργος. Καλή επιτυχία, καλή δύναμη. Μπορείς, μπορείς, μπορείς να πάρεις. Um, good luck with those exams. They're freaking hard, guys. So I, I wish all of the kids giving the tests tomorrow. Good luck. You can do it. Stay strong. Um, and afterwards, summer and fun. And also, Olympiakos making a few signings. God willing, we'll see. And Greece winning the group. So, look forward to that. I know there's a few of you guys listening who are taking the exams this year. So, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. And regarding some of the transfer rumors, we do have our ears to the ground for a few things. Uh, we, we will have some information about a couple of names uh, that we're getting some word yeah. about. But that'll be for another episode. This episode's an ethnic yeah. special, so we're going to stick to that for the time being. But uh, we'll probably Lavro... do the same thing, I think. Next uh, midweek, we'll do another transfer yes. update. And then on Sunday, we're going to wrap up. Because the national team, I, go, I guess it will go Wednesday we play, and then Sunday again, Thursday we play, and then Sunday again. I don't know what the schedule is, but I assume that's what it's going to be. But Well, whatever the case is. Whatever we'll be, the case is. <laughs> we'll be we'll keeping see. up with it. We'll be keeping up with it one yeah. way or another. Now, yeah. Lambro, um, before right. we got onto the little tangent about the transfer rumors and such, we were starting to talk yeah. and, and compare a little bit notes between so far what we've seen with Poyet and, mm. and JVS. Now, as we're going to say this again. I've said it. Lambro's already said it. It's still too early for us to really get a handle on where Poyet is. And it's still too early for us to say, oh, he's better than JVS or he's or he's worse than JVS. It's too early. We only have two data points. Like I said earlier, we've seen yeah. what we had against Northern Ireland. And we've seen now this game against Kosovo, which we technically don't even have data for yet. Just a little bit. But we can at least see where things sort of are. Again, this isn't for us to say right now. Is Poyet better? Is he worse? But we do have something here for you. So this is what some of these stats have looked like. Uh, we, we took the game against Northern Ireland, which we do have stats for. And you guys, we just watched the Kosovo game, so you should have some of that fresh off the top of your head. And then we compared it to, on a per-90-minute basis, the average performance by a JVS ethnic team. So... As we mentioned already, right now, this first set of data is about goals, expected goals, open play attacks, and shots from open play. So as you can see, of course, against Northern Ireland, and today we scored one goal. And in each of JVS's campaigns, he was averaging a single goal a game. That was his average. So right on par with what JVS was doing in terms of his actual goal production. Uh, expected goals. So our XG against Northern Ireland was 0.5, very low. JVS's average in both of his campaigns, one was 1.21, 1.64. Those still aren't fantastic. Uh, that Northern Ireland game, as we know, wasn't great. And I'm expecting that this game against Kosovo will be just over one. I'm thinking maybe 1.1 or 1.2. We'll see when it comes out tomorrow. Open play attacks. JVS was averaging... 33 and 26 in the nation's league and world cup qualification respectively against Northern Ireland. We had less than 20 attacks in open play. We had 19. And today I think we, if I counted correctly, we're at about 26. So, you know, if we're taking the average with what Poyet has, he's right. He's still a little bit under JVS, but he's right around there. And in terms of shots from open play uh, against Northern Ireland, we only had one. But in the in the qualification campaign and Nations League campaigns under JVS, um, he was at about five, five or nine, five in the World Cup and World Cup qualifiers and Nations League uh, was nine. So if we take if we take what we saw today from from the performance against Kosovo, Gus Poyet's team on this in this offensive uh, metric or in this view of the offense is a little bit under what JVS was doing still early. And Poyet hasn't really put together his, you know, he hasn't put, had the team as long as JVS. He's still, he's still trying to get things together, work on the synergies here. So, but this is just how it looks as it stands. Uh, next you have up is the possession stats against Northern Ireland. We were at about 55 uh, and today against Kosovo closer to 60. In the World Cup qualifiers, JVS was averaging under 50% possession for the entire qualification campaign. Nations League, we were about 63. So if we're taking the average of everything, Poyet's right about there. Where Poyet 
has been, and we'll see if it's the same for the Kosovo game, the volume of attempted passes has been less so far for these two games under Poyet. Uh, team pass accuracy is about the same, but the match tempo, the average number of passes we have possession so far per possession has also been a little bit less. So just things to keep an eye on. Like I said, we're not super worried about it yet, but this Poyet team as it stands is a little bit less free-flowing than the JVS team was. Yeah. Again, too early for us to really say, oh, Poyet's less offensive. He's more defensive than JVS because it's only been two games. But this is just what we're seeing so far. Now, in terms of the defensive stats, these are a little bit more interesting, in my opinion, because we also saw this today. So, uh, obviously, we didn't concede a single goal against either Northern Ireland or Kosovo. Uh, JVS in the World Cup qualifiers was averaging a goal against per game uh, with an expected goal against of 1.3. That was one of the highest it, that the, the ethnic Omad has ever seen. And in the Nations League, it was a lot lower. He was about 1.17 goals against. Unfortunately, we weren't scoring a lot, which also sucked. And expected goals against was 0.54. For both, both were really low. Now, comparing it to Poyet's, uh, 0.6, it was 0.26 goals against the, for Northern Ireland. And I'm telling you guys, today, Kosovo only had, uh, I believe it was three shots or two shots on target. I don't mm. think their XG is going to be over 0.5. The one chance at the very beginning where Vlaho Dimas had to come and make the save yeah. and he registered decent, but it was at an angle, so I don't it's, know. I don't think so. I think it's going yeah. to be under 0.2, to be honest with you. So I, I don't think yeah. that their XG is going to register very high. And mm -hmm. if you if you compare, you know, JVS in the World Cup qualifiers, averaging uh, nine shots against, which is pretty yeah. high, four and a half in the Nations League, I, I have a feeling that uh, it's going to be in terms of our efficiency, well, actually, we know this. In terms of the shot efficiency, it's going to be a lot lower. It's going to be about 20, 25%. So, so far, Gus Poyet's defense, as we've already seen, is tighter. It's a tighter defense. We limit a lot of the opportunities, and the average shot distance against us is a little bit smaller, too. So, hmm. taking uh, against Kosovo, at least, or sorry, the teams are shooting from larger distances against us. I, yeah. I'm making that mistake. And this is another set of defensive stats showing the number of duels won. And look at it again. So far under Gus Poyet, we're winning more duels. We're winning a higher percentage of duels. And this includes everything, offensive and defense, defensive. But our players are winning these more often than not, unlike under JVS in the World Cup qualifying campaign. Yeah. In terms of uh, our press, eh, the press is going to be, you know, in the World Cup, JVS's press sucked, but then in the Nations League, it was yeah, great. It's and Poyet's in the middle. But, but also, look at Adia, the fouls. I wanted look to say Poyet, oh, this is why I think it's going to be great for, for us to do this after the end, because it's two yes. away games. And then, yes, I guess home, it's going to play a factor, right? It's going to change the data significantly, the possession stats, the pressing, yep. the blah, blah, blah. So I think... Uh, Putting it into that perspective, it looks pretty good. I don't know. That's my yep. No, I agree with you. But I, I also, agree with you there. I going a bit away from the stats, I want to bring up Andreas's point. Um, Boyette is developing a good core of 15 players, which is good, and the team is determined and grabbing results. I'm, I agree completely with that. I, I'm looking at the team, and for me, I think the team almost fills itself in at this point. There's maybe one or two spots that I think are open, but I think Vlachodimos is secure. Baldock, I I think it's his to lose. Mavropanos, Hatsidiakos, yep. Chimikas, all secure. The wings, Limnios, I think is secure. Masuras, I think, has to be in the team. Yakumakis or Pavlidis is a question. And Bakasetas. So I think the questions are striker. For me, Siopis now has to be a starting midfielder for for the national team. But the two questions are the striker and the second midfielder. I don't know if you disagree with that, but I think Andreas makes a good point. I think eight, eight, at least eight players in this team are already on the team sheet for me. I think Masuras uh, and Limnios has to be your wingers. Baldock and Chimikas both coming from England, very high-level players. The defenders are playing very well. Your goalkeeper is, for me one a top goalkeeper in the world not even just uh in the greek national team or the greek uh consideration bakasetas your captain of course and siopis uh siopis has to stay so yeah yep. well i think 
I I want to believe that Siopis was uh, rested for this because he played most of the game against uh, against Northern Ireland. Uh, we have uh, we have a lovely comment, George. Thank you so much from George Levoyanis. Viva Gate Seven International. Keep up the good work. Ferta Baldacs to Trilogues. Calipitihia seosus grafun panelinius. So the exams. He's talking about the exams, guys. Yeah. Good luck with everybody who's taking the exams. George, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. guys. Everything that you do helps us to keep this show running. Uh, this is very recent. We we didn't even know we could accept donations before yeah, until people started doing. <laughs> yeah. So, so thank, thank you to you everyone guys. who sends the donations because they're all going towards making T-shirts. That's what I want to say. They're all going <laughs> towards. So <laughs> let's just listen, keep saying that's what they're going towards. Li- listen, guys. Uh, we everything that we do, uh, we we've all done. All the co-hosts here. It's it's completely out of pocket. All the data that you see, we pay for those subscriptions to get the data for you. All of the all of the graphics that are done, we pay for the programs to make those. So we do this because we love we love Greece, we love Greek football, we love Libyakos, and which is why we do all of this. So thank you guys so much. Anything you do to help just helps us make a better program, a better experience for you. Now, Lambda, there's an interesting comment here. Uh, this is from Angelo Filipopoulos. They are winning, but not looking smooth. JVS, mm. in my opinion, better coach. Wait till we play the upper tier team. I'm going to say this. Look, we've already said it's too early to it's say so whether or not yet. It's so early. I, I, we're doing like I, I, I was so upset when people jumped on us um, on Thursday and were like, "Why aren't you doing an episode? Why aren't you commenting on the <laughs> team?" And it's like, what are we? We wanted to wait for two games, and even now, I'm. It's just way too early. We're we're pointing out some things that we see good. Like I, I was talking about having the core, um, the, the, also the rhetoric I think is really important with the coach going yeah. out and speaking. And I, I saw, I was watching shitty alpha, whatever pregame. And they were talking about, um, Siopis gave an interview and he was talking about, we're going to play hard. All we care about is the result. And you know what? That's the right attitude. All we care about is the goddamn result. So personally, I really like that that's back. Um, I I, I I think that's really important that people say that because as I said earlier, I hate international football. I don't I turn football off for two weeks when it's the international break. I only tune in during the big organizations and I watch the Greek national team games if I have time. But a lot of the times when you watch these goddamn games, it's just about scoring a goal and you hold on and you win. And God damn it, the, that seems like what they want to do and what they're going to do. Payet seems like a kind of like a tough bulldog type character. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen some of the press conferences he gives. He's kind of like, just get the goddamn result and get out of here. And I don't know. I, yeah. again, it's too early. It's too, I, I don't want to say he's like the savior of Jesus Christ because in two months, three months, I could say he's shit. I don't know. So let, let's just, just hold on to it. Again, we just won two games based off two Bacasetas long shots. Yep. Is that sustainable? Like Adi was talking about, maybe it's not, you know? So, yep. No. And see, here's the thing I've, and yeah. I've said this, we've, I've said it in our group chats. I don't look, I don't think that is sustainable. It's the same thing I discussed with the Libyako stuff when Agibu Kamara was scoring wonder goals. It felt like yeah. every couple of weeks. It is not sustainable. And the we goals dried we... up for Olympiacos. Remember early in the season, we're like, the goals are going to dry up. We're going to stop winning exactly. these games. And exactly. January somebody... came. And- yeah, and that's the thing. Look, this is Nations League. We're playing, guys. We're playing against Northern Ireland, Kosovo, and Cyprus. Let's be. We have to be real here. Yeah, Look, we we're happy we're getting the results because we expect the results. So, who was the group as- last time? It was Slovenia, Kosovo, and who was the other? Moldova. Yeah. Is this group so, better or worse? I think it's worse. It's because worse. Slovenia had Slovenia. Illicit, so, well, Slovenia's- and uh, Oblak. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Slovenia and, may, is like, yeah, yeah, much better than this. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, not like right. Slovenia did much against us. We would have all of these opportunities, yeah. but for some reason, we couldn't figure out how to stress Oblak, which was the problem. Yeah. And this is, and even against Moldova, for as open as we played, we couldn't stress Moldova until they went down a man. I don't know if you remember that game. And that's, yeah. and this is, this is where they're in where I have the, the issues with JVS because I saw when, when it started to come, 
when things were on the line and it became the real deal, not just meaningless games in a previous campaign, he trusted the wrong players and he made mistakes. He huddled in. He was a terrible game manager. J- JVS was one of the worst game managers I've ever seen in my life. I, JVS was, I, I, I thought he was really poor, to be honest. As yeah. a, like, as you said, as a game manager, but also a few of the player choices, like Mavrias, was that the name? Like, was very poor, was very yeah. poor. Um, I'm trying to forget. I'm trying, I'm trying to forget. I, I am trying to forget JVS and goddamn Pedro Martins this last season. But um, I, I, again, like, we'll see. We just won two yeah. games. Great. Like, we'll the, see. these games were supposed to, like, 10 years ago, these games would have been useless friendlies where you couldn't get anything from it. So now there's a little bit of an incentive to play and there's stuff happening and blah, blah, blah. So let's see what happens. I think the game with Cyprus is going to be very in- interesting. As as I was saying, they're quite b- bad from what I saw, but they have Loizo and Chunis, as I said, Chunis, like the new American ambassador to Greece. Uh, Chionis, I, I don't know what his name is, <laughs> but... um. Sionis. We'll see. We'll see. They have some speedy guys who can hit you on the counter, you know, like yep. they're, they're not a godsend by any means, but they're going to be a team that they're just going to sit 11, 10 guys behind the ball and just say, God bless exactly. you. You're going to, exactly. you're going to score. And so we're going to yep. have to score. Let's see what we do. Yep. Uh, got a comment here from Dimitris Volanas. The fact that the national team doesn't score many goals is not entirely to do with the coach, but also to do with our players, as we don't have a player like Mitroglu, which is used to scoring game after game. Yeah. Uh, this yes and no, Dimitri, and I'll tell you why. So um, we do. I, so I don't prescribe to this notion that the second these players put on the ethnic E jersey, they just forget how to play. That's I don't believe. Wasn't Yakumach the top goal scorer tied in Scotland this season or something? It is right. It is for me. It's almost entirely. Look, coaches have to figure out how to get the best out of certain players, and you're not going to be able to get the best out of every player because you can't make a game plan that accommodates everybody. But you have to identify who your most important players are, and then build the game around them. What JVS did wrong was that he built the team he built his his game plan around the wrong players and it bit him it ended up biting him in the ass he was relying on a guy like bacasetas to be the creative outlet which was not uh, you know it doesn't matter how many goals bacasetas scores he's not a real number 10 but you see we we see where he has success where he has a lot of success and it's not in being a creative mind yeah, it's so not just being, don't make him the center focus he's a decent role player exactly you know, just have a game plan that involves bringing defenders out wide that gives him space around the 18 the 18 yard line or the edge of the penalty box and look what he does yeah. we have always said this he's got a cannon of a shot and he's quite accurate it doesn't matter whether it's with his shots or passes. He he can maintain possession for you. He can rip great shots. That's he's a system guy. You have a system that involves him that can give him that space. Bacasetas is fantastic, and he will operate well under that. But you, yeah. if you're relying on him for creativity, that's where you're going to be that's stuck. Where you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I think look, you're right completely. That's it. That's just it entirely. I don't. So I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe. But I. To that I idea. do think. Like you look back and you think what a player prime Mitroglu was to be scoring. Oh, yeah. God, like what a talent he was all those years, you know? What a player to score all of those goals in those national team games. Yep. I just think, God, you forget about what a player he was and what almost like you feel like you lost. We lost something with him getting that injury right yep. before the world cup in the January, the muscle strain, and he just wasn't the same, whatever. But I, I just don't see it with Yakumakis and Pavlidis. They're not gold, gold geese. How would you say like in Greek, like they get the goddamn goal, you know, like, yes, El Arabi, like everything's shit. And they just score like Mitroglu was that type. Like he gets no service. It's bullshit. One chance. Boom. We scored. That's it. It's, yep. Greece doesn't have that player like the El Arabi, the Mitroglu, the the nope. whatever. Almost like at the highest level, Lewandowski, I kind of think is like that. Like 
He just knows how to get in position and score goals. Give him one chance. Even against us, remember Bayern a few years ago against Olympiacos, it was like Lewandowski had a half chance, like boom, goal scored. It like wasn't even a half chance. It was a tiny chance, boom, goal scored. It was just, you know, those players, when they have just the tiniest bit of a chance, they're going to score. And Yakumakis, unfortunately, is not that. In a club team, I think it works very well for him. He has decent service. He scores. He's got a big body, blah, blah, blah. But he, yeah. he's not that. Pavlidis as well. I think he likes open Dutch football. He can open the legs up. He can run. He's tall. He's got long legs. I just don't know if the national team's right for him. I I really think uh, maybe the kid uh, who came on, what, what's his name? Duvikas. Plays, Duvikas. I think, uh, I think maybe he may have it in him, but he's too young. But that's just yeah. it. Yeah, I, no, I agree with you regarding Duvikas. I think Duvikas, he's already he's already proven in other appearances of his that he can have impact for this team when he's on. He's a player that doesn't need a lot of service and that can make some things on his own. Bavlidis has been the last couple of years for this national team a very a very similar character, a divisive character almost, just like Bacasetas, where you know you can't rely on them to produce yeah. a lot of things for you. They can be useful players in a, in a, in the right system, but they're not guys that when the, when things are not going well, that you can rely on to create something for you. We don't have a lot of, a, a lot of those things. Uh, we have a yeah. couple more questions here. Com- I have, I have a few things to say as well. Uh, yeah. Adi. Um, one thing you were saying about favorites and I think, Oh, I think it's going to happen from the time at Ike. I think Mandalos is going to be a favorite of Gus Poyet. And I know it's going to piss off a lot of people at some points, but I think it look it's looking like Mandalos is going to be in a mainstay in the team. And one other note before we go to these two questions, because I think they're going to be interesting. Limnios, I think, is up for transfer. Olympiacos should be looking at him. He Tonight, I think Vasily Sambrakos had a tweet and said, uh, Dimitri Slimnios would be at the highest levels of football if he played like he did tonight with the energy yes. and the focus. And um, he could play at some of the highest levels, and I agree completely. But anyway, let's go to these questions. Yeah, and it, as long as he's not trying to nutmeg Sergio Ramos, you know, I think uh, no, it, it it's, makes better it, decisions. He's a good like player. He's, focused, he's, a, he's a good player. He he's, just, it's he's all fast, here. his dribble. Yeah, it's it's in the head for him. I think he's – I think – Playing in the Netherlands, playing fresh. I don't know what, what the transfer status is, but I hear Pauk is in for him. I don't know if we can slide into there, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, we got a couple comments before we get ready to close up here. But yeah. from one from Vasily Zestos, it's actually two questions here. How do you think Costas Fortunis will fit in the team? Do you think he will make a difference? And uh, Lambro, I think you and I have are of a similar yeah. opinion here. I, Look, guys, yeah. Costa is <laughs> he's probably I don't know, man. He might be done, I, dude. Yeah. It's two. He's had two nasty injuries, and he's barely played for Olympiacos upon coming back. Don't even think about him. If yeah. if he comes yeah. back, we'll talk about this. But right now, I don't think we got to see that he can come back and and actually he's ready to come back from this. Uh, yeah. Lambro, what do you think? For Olympiacos and the Greek national team, um, you you can't think of Fortunis. Like when you see his name on the roster, I think you can't even. It's like an invisible body for Olympiacos going into preseason this summer. I think Fortunis is like you're taking with you some of the players returning from loan. I. I don't know what his body is like. I don't know what his knees are like. I don't even know if he can run, if he can produce anymore. I don't think you can make any determinations around Fortunis at this point. So if he comes back for Olympiacos without, with the national team, I should say, great. It's just a plus added on. And I think at this point in his career, after two blown out knees, I don't think he's starting anytime soon a professional field of football so we can move on to this question yeah i yeah i think look as much as i would love you guys all know i i love costa i i love him he's he was one of my favorite players to watch i hope he comes back but i'm not i'm not expecting a miracle here uh another comment here from spira man what do you guys think of solis uh look so solis is for the national team it's a long-term project i think what happened yeah he needs to play what happened at uh what happened at Norwich, I think, was it's un- was it's a shame. You pay so much money for a player and rarely play him. He needs to play. And also, I think, they were relegated like ten games yeah. before the end, and they were still playing these washed wingers. It's like, what's the ridiculous point? Like, what's what's the yeah. point? I think I read Borussia Mönchengladbach maybe in for him. I think it would be great for him to go to a German team where, when they make an investment like that, because 
the English just the money rains in. So they buy a player, it yep. doesn't work. They say, fuck, he's like the unused toys, like get rid of him. But the Germans, when they pull out the wallet and they pay, they're like, we got to make this work. We just paid 10 million euros for this guy. Like if he doesn't turn mm-hmm. out, we're kind of fucked. So I think him going to Germany would be a great move. He just needs to play. And it's like Fortuny. So you can't count on him until he, it's a little different. He's not got injury problems, but you know what I mean? Like once he starts playing, you can count on him. But right now, I don't think you can count on him whatsoever because he's playing he's for the playing. youth team of Norwich City, you know. So yeah, I I'm with you there. We'll do one more, and then we're gonna wrap things up here because uh, I I think this yeah. is interesting. I like unpopular opinions from yeah. Redbot. Unpopular opinion, but the Vikas is better than Masuras for the national team. Um, listen, Redbot. I, I I actually agree with you there. I think Duvikas is more going to be more valuable for the national team based on his skill set. For those that haven't seen it yet, go to our website, check out Patrick Kasky's article on Yorgos Masuras. Yeah. Yorgos Masuras is not a typical winger. In fact, he's not really much of a winger at all. If you he's look not at a winger, yeah. If you look at his stats, like a lot of his a lot of the winger esque stats you look for are really poor. What his really what, bad. What great stats he has are his finishing stats. Uh, the things that he does around the box, the runs that he makes. He's really more of a striker that's just sitting out on the wing, funny enough. But yeah. I agree with you there, Redbat. I think you're on the money there. Masuras is, he's another type of player that is, you like the system has to be right for him. You need a dynamic winger on the other side for him to be effective. And you need a he, very good fullback on his side as well. Exactly. To cover that, his, uh... Yep. Exactly. There was a moment, I don't know if you remember it, but it was almost like, I don't know if it was a breakaway or a little ball was played over the top and it was like Masuras all alone, one-on-one with a guy. And it was just like, help, help. <laughs> you, know, you know, you've seen that meme where it's just like a guy's yelling help in the subway. He's like, yep. help, I can't do anything. He was just like sitting there and then like someone came, he played the ball back and he was just started like Masuras running around. It's like, why are you running? Where are you going? <laughs> but exactly. yeah, that's, we know what Masuras is. He's valuable. And I think at this t- moment in time, he's better than Madalo starting on the wing. So you need to play him. Um, Duvikas also isn't a winger. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't get what was going on there at the end of the game. He was playing on the wing. I, I don't know. Honestly, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Indeed. We'll, see. well, boys and girls, if you haven't done so already, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on all of our social media channels. Some big milestones. We broke 3K on Instagram. Most of it was because of the voting. The I mean, that was crazy. So we broke 3K on Instagram. You know, next we're looking at four. We're about to break 2K, I think, on Facebook. We're only a few away from that. Need to work on Twitter. We need to work on Twitter, man. Yeah, Twitter needs to. Where's it? What's happening on Twitter? We need to to post (laughs) more controversial takes and get in more. There you go. There you go. (laughs) But listen, everything's growing, guys. This this community that is being built here is fantastic, and it just needs to get bigger and bigger. We want it to be a huge, huge community for Olympiacos. It's what Olympiacos deserves. We are a big European club. And mm-hmm. you know what, guys? It's also not just for Libyakos, but this is a Greek football community too. So we want to raise it for all of those things, primarily yeah. for Libyakos, but also <laughs> yeah, everyone else can come along too. We're doing it for, you know, it's like it's like riding the bandwagon. It's like just hop a ride on. We'll carry you the rest of the way. You know, so <laughs> exactly. So if you haven't done so, don't forget hit the bell if you want to see, uh, if you want to see more things that we do, and be notified every time we go live. If you mm-hmm. want to, the bell, especially for the award show for transfer rumors, we're going to be doing a lot more episodes where we go into transfer rumors. We have a lot of sources now that give us very good info uh, yeah. about transfers. So don't forget to tune into that. And we will see you guys for the next episode. We have a midweek coming up to discuss transfer rumors. And then on Sunday, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be more and whatever other games are going on there. Check yeah. things out for Libyacos DC. Those guys are competing again to be the the dmv champions and then move on to the u.s open cup if they if they win and they continue to move forward so we're really excited for those guys they're yeah. doing great things 
And so we're really excited. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. The award show. Don't forget to vote if you haven't already. The link is on Twitter and Facebook. We also will be yeah. doing another round of Instagram voting. Guys, this, we're, we're, we have some surprises for you with the award show. I think you guys are going to like it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Lombo, do you have anything else you want to add before? No, we I'm up? just uh, I, I'm waiting for that midnight bomb. Is Abu Bakr Kamara going <laughs> to sign with Olympiacos? Let's go. Those fucking... <laughs> criminal from Adis. But anyway, <laughs> that's for Thursday. Uh, I know, I think, actually, that's very funny. I, I arrive in Brussels on Thursday, so maybe a dual Costa and I live literally sitting at the same table. Pop. There you go. That's something. I think that I, have, would be I a just lot came up with that in my head. So he doesn't hey. even know that. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> Hopefully it does. Hopefully I, I didn't drop a bomb on him right there. So, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody would love Ruined that. his Thursday night. But anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, best of luck again to all the kids giving their exams uh, this week. You can do it. You'll bet, get past it. And good luck to the Greek national team this week. Let's get two more wins. Let's win this Nations League group, whatever the hell it is. I still don't get how it works. But. Yeah, let's go. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep going. And we'll be back let's, next week to talk about it. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. We'll see you next time. Oh,